welcome. We find ourselves, friends, in this funny little season. We have had this massive buildup to a beautiful Christmas Eve, and Christmas is not over, but somehow we find ourselves in kind of the post-Christmas buildup. And so, for just a few minutes this morning, I want to share with you oh, some characters that show up after Christmas as well. Um, this morning, we're going to be looking at the wise men, or more properly um, called the Magi. And the Magi are these very, very interesting characters that show up after the birth of Jesus Christ. And honestly, we don't know a whole lot about them and yet somehow God has allowed them to play a really central role in the telling of the story. And so we're going to jump into that together this morning. So I'll read to you from God's word. It says this, after Jesus was born in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star rise and we have come to worship him. Now, first thing for us to kind of pay attention to this morning is what the scriptures call these visitors. They call them the Magi. And over the years, um, in tradition and in customs, they have been called a lot of different things before. The three kings, the wise men, but m probably most accurately, the Magi is a good description of who they are. It's where we get the word magic, and it's not like these people were doing magic tricks or anything like that. These people were ancient astrologers that into divination, or you might say like the dark arts, and they studied the stars. And for us, it might be somebody that is real, like would be really big into astrology, and they believed that the divine. Uh, communicated with humans through the stars at night. And so this would have been really foreign to the early readers of the Christmas story, the early first century readers of, of this account of the birth of Jesus. This would have fallen outside of kind of the scriptural norms. And so to the Magi, when the Magi show up in the story, the original readers would have had red flags going on off left and right and who were these pagan sorcerers that were at the birth of Jesus Christ? That's not normal. That's not how really the, the story is supposed to go. Well, they show up in town and they are looking for this newborn king. And this is the first hint of like something is up because you see there's already a king in place and his name is Herod. And they go uh, to seek out Herod so that they can find out where this newborn king is. And they show up in town, and you got to know that the scripture says that these magi bring three gifts, but most certainly there were not three of them. And in fact, they would have been um, very prominent figures in their community, and most likely they would have been traveling with in a great caravans uh, with upwards of thousands of people, or at very least, possibly a small army attached to them. And this would have raised Herod's attention significantly. And so the story unfolds a little bit more. It says this, when King Herod heard this, he was very disturbed. And all of Jerusalem was w disturbed with him. 
When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah had been born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has spoken. But you, O Bethlehem, the land of Judea, are by no means the least of all the rulers. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd the people of Israel. And at this, Herod is starting to really get freaked out because the Magi have come to town to announce a new king. Verse 7. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out for them exactly where the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for this child, and as soon as you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go worship him too. And so Herod sends the Magi to go find this newborn king, and you got to know this about Herod. Herod was a ruthless a ruthless leader. In fact, he murdered many, many members of his own uh, family. He was desperate to stay in power, to desperate to keep his kingdom intact. And so it's interesting that the scripture says uh, that he sent the Magi to go find this newborn king so that he could go worship him too, which was certainly, certainly, if we know anything about Herod, was not his intent at all. He was intent about keeping power and keeping control in his kingdom because he is king, not this newborn baby. Verse 9, after they had heard the king, or excuse me, after they had listened to the king, they went on their way and the star that they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. Verse 11, on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down. Now listen to this part. They bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country from a different route. They showed up late to Christmas. They were not there for the birth of Jesus Christ. They showed up some time later. And when they found Jesus, they presented him with these three gifts, which essentially is like handing somebody a big wad of cash. Just they were extravagant in the gifts that they gave to Jesus. Now, what's interesting about this is if you know kind of the rest of the story, the next thing you notice about Mary and Joseph is they flee from under Herod's hand. They flee to a distant land. Now, knowing kind of some of the content and background of who Joseph was, Joseph was uh, a tactile. He worked with his hands, or might be somewhat loosely translated, a carpenter, which by all accounts is a very, very modest means to make your income. Now, what is fascinating is to go on that type of journey to escape Herod would have uh, meant that he would have had to, uh, Joseph had to acquire a commu uh, an excessive amount of wealth to make such a great journey. And how did he pay for it? Well, I believe it's the gift of these three magi, the gift that was presented to him at the birth of their son, Jesus, these pagan sorcerers from a different land. Now, in short, that's the story. That's the story of the Magi. That's really 
All that we hear from them in the scriptures, they show up for just this short little brief moment and have this kind of intersection at the birth of Jesus. And as we look towards 2020 and we kind of dream about, you know, what does God have in store for us next? I want to make some invitations for you, some things for us to consider this morning. What are the ways that that God typically works throughout Scripture? Well, certainly it's through prophets and kings or even priests or nations, but not pagan sorcerers from a distant land. They were just doing what they would normally do. They were reading the stars at night, and somehow, in some mysterious way, they picked up the frequency of God. They tuned in, somehow they tuned in to the one true God of Israel, and they picked up the broadcast of God. And the end result of that is, if you notice what we read, they bowed down and worshiped Jesus. These magi were some of the first worshipers in all of the biblical accounts of the birth of Jesus Christ. And what that shows us then is maybe... I mean, just maybe that God is not as bound and as limited in the ways that he works and the ways that he orchestrates and the way that he flows as maybe we have previously considered. And what I think the Magi show us is, or maybe even what they point to is, is it's okay that we don't know all of the story, but the Magi were faithful to what was right in front of them. They didn't have all the details about the one true God of Israel, but they were faithful to what was right in front of them. They were faithful to the prompting and to the leading, and they actually led them to the birth of Jesus Christ. And that, I think, is pretty spectacular. So here's a prayer for us to consider this year. As we turn our attention uh, to 2021 and we reflect back on this anything but ordinary year that we have just come out of, my prayer for us, my prayer for you, my prayer for myself is that we are people that may not know all the details of the story. We may not be able to understand everything that is going on, but just like the Magi, we will be faithful to whatever is just right in front of us. That you and that we, that all of us, would relentlessly pursue whatever God puts right in front of us, even despite our understanding and the circumstances we find ourselves in, we follow in the footsteps of the Magi by just following what was put right in front of them. Blessings, my friends, to you and to your family the rest of this holiday season. We will be praying for you that you have some great rest and some great downtime for your family. And so, my friends, would you receive this blessing as you go. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you, to give you his peace. May the Lord lift up his face, turn his countenance towards you, and give you his shalom. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Love you guys. We are looking forward to seeing you on June 3rd for one service at 10 a.m. Love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your holiday.